Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. Afternoon or evening from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to another episode of Just Ball Things. With me today, touching my knee quite you're centrally. You're touching my knee. I'm touching your knee. <laughs> is the J-Man, Jack Manuel. How are you, buddy boy? Swell, swell, swell. Super swell? Super well. We've done this. I'm swell. <laughs> That's it. Get your fact in there, son. My name is Nick Busink. And... My band has a new uh, song out as of yesterday, I think. Are you using today. our podcast to promote I am. your other You're goddamn right, media platform? You can, we do the same thing with OTG. That's We true. plug OTG. That's true. We have a whole segment for it. In Iris, the Iris, check it out. It's called, uh, what's it called? Her Name. Oh, it's called Her Name. You the name of your own song, of your band. So we're pretty unknown, so you're going to have to do a little bit of digging. It's not going to be the first Iris that you see. It no, might be the t- on the seventh page. It was. Uh, it took a while for me to find Iris because I was. <laughs> I just wanted to drum to some of the songs that I'd written a couple of days ago. I'm like, mm. wait, where is Iris? Oh, there it is. Took a while, but you've got to job. hit that follow button, and then they'll be there in your artist. But I've been boom. If you're on Spotify, Google Play Music, we're on that. Get Apple Music, it. YouTube Music, cool. We're on all the music. I like music. We're not. This podcast isn't even on Spotify. No, we're not. But the band is on Spotify. That's all that matters. That's it. Uh, all right, one point one official banter time has begun, Jackie boy. Oh, you mean ended? Ended. This is one point two now. <laughs> uh, you can contact us on Twitter at the JMANJBT or at JBT Nick. We're also closely affiliated with OTG Basketball, as we mentioned before. Uh, they've got an awesome podcast network and news website where you can keep up to date with all things NBA. Uh, Jack, yeah, mate, you still receiving heat for that top fifty list? Uh, a little bit. It's um, there's been. I think probably we're in the early thirties now. We're, we're going to be jumping into the top thirty in the coming week. <laughs> got a bit of heat on Aaron Gordon, Miles Turner. I mean, there was a lot of conjecture around these sort of guys, and uh, I mean, our reasoning. Corey said it at length when he's sort of been commenting. We're looking at projecting forward while also taking into account what they've done already. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of other content dropping on the, uh, as well. Uh, the Yatlet preview series uh, is dropping like fire to the Brooklyn Buzz. We're doing a heap of content there. And Full Access Hoops and all the other podcasts uh, are dropping gangbusters, son. Damn right. OTGBasketball.com or at OTGBasketball. You can follow them on Twitter. Uh, designdry.com slash off the glass. You can get some merch. <laughs> you can get some merch. Jack's just having a little bit of a seizure next to me. Um, you can have some merch there, designtree.com slash off the glass. Uh, you can hit us up on email as well. We'll read them out on the show if you've got any questions, queries, concerns. Uh, jbtpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us through Facebook. Uh, all right, mate. Yeah, mate. Let's get down to this uh, BMS. another season, uh, preseason, preseason um, of BMS. BMS. Preseason BMS, Music Manual Scale. For those of you who are new, uh, this is a scale that sums up how likely things are to happen in the NBA. We scale them on alternative fact, Twitter fact, Wikipedia fact, or straight up fact. KOC has been uh, very active over the uh, offseason, as he always is. He's an NBA reporter. He, he would is, be. and one of the best. Uh, Chris Paul would make the Heat a championship contender. You would have heard this. This is probably one of the only podcasts you listen to very consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, 
This is an alternative fact for me, Nick. Uh, I think it depends on how you, if you define championship. Chris Vernon was on this positive. Was it KOC that said this? I'm pretty sure it okay. was KOC, uh, but I, I might be wrong. It could, it could have been Chris Vernon. Um, but I say alternative fact because Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler, uh, that is an Eastern Conference Championship contender. But I still rate, I'd, that'd be probably, if, if they were to land him, as has been rumoured since he was traded to OKC, um, but Sam Presti at Media Day um, didn't really give any hints of uh, any sort of inkling that he'd be traded anytime soon. And can't, you know, it doesn't seem likely um, that it's going to happen. You know, I'll probably give it a couple of months. I'd say probably December uh, at the latest February. It's going to happen, and you know, it's the the package that get they get back. I think that's going to be very intriguing. But a championship contender. I mean, Jimmy Butler's already saying he wants everyone to, to hate the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cl- just classic Jimmy. It's just it's Jimmy, classic Jimmy. It's just Jimmy being Jimmy. <laughs> um, but I, I think that there are a lot of other teams that have more talent. Uh, and if you add Chris Paul to the Miami Heat, I mean, they're a good team, but. In terms of who you're going to lose in return, you're going to lose a Kelly well, Olynyk. I think that's you're the, lose a Justice that's the Winslow. Crux. It's what do you lose to get Chris Paul? Because if you're not giving up much, Chris Paul can add a lot. And I'm not a huge. I mean, I I I was a big fan of Chris Paul. I'm not sure that he can sort of hang with the best anymore. We had him um, in the 30s for our um, top 50. He's still a great. He's still a great player. But does he thrust your team into a championship contention? I'm I'm not 100% sold on that fact. So he, I'm, I'm giving this one a Twitter fact. He, I've been giving an alternative fact because I think he would in the right scenario. I think Miami is the wrong scenario. Mm. Um, and a lot of people starting to bring up Milwaukee as a sort of destination. Mm. Um, I I wouldn't... I, for me, it doesn't make a lot of sense because why would John Horst and the team in Milwaukee not just um, offer that big contract, offer that extension to Malcolm Brodham in the first place um, and continue that sort of thing that's happening there? Um, but I'm not a, a, a massive fan uh, of the Miami Heat. I think that, like I said, if they were to acquire Chris Paul, it would make them a third seed. Um, I really like Bam Adebayo. I think he's going to be a really special player. Uh, I like Justice Winslow if they were able to keep him. And then I've got like these other sort of pieces who just are okay. Um, there's not like a, a great amount of depth or uh, really other than Bam Adebayo and Justice Winslow. The, you know, Justin Winslow could be a fringe all-star maybe this season if he takes another step forward. I liked him uh, playing this sort of forward guard role, forward ball handler. And Bam Adebayo is one of the more promising young big men uh, in the league. I think he's got um, some tremendous uh, defensive upside and has some nice offensive pop too. Um, but I just don't think... I mean, unless the chemistry is just absolutely insane. Mm. Um, and, you know, we are in a, in a league of superstar duos... Um, but I just don't buy into it. I think they would be a third best team, third best team at best. So uh, that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely say that. I mean, you're talking championship contenders when the West is so ridiculously stacked. Like a, a West team is going to win the championship. Um, I'm not quite sold that. Like I, like I said before, that the move moving Chris Paul to the Heat instantly thrusts the Heat into championship contention. And I'm sure that would only work if the fit is insane, but that's the thing. I don't think it will be. There's a lot of, um, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm a little bit less confident in Chris Paul's abilities than I once was two two years ago. Yeah, of course. As, uh, as, like two years is not a long time ago, but no, last year not. was not was not overly impressive. Started to see the sort of what's the word the, the writings on the wall, yeah, the yeah. writings on the wall. Um, 
And yeah, so I I wouldn't be quick to invest a lot into Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, and if the trade package requires justice. Miami to uh, if they if they trade give, a lot, then I'm not going to do it. If they're giving up one of those 40 million power forwards, or Kelly Olynyk, James Johnson, and a Goran Dragic, and maybe a pick, then no, I think it's worth it. But it seems to me that the real impasse is what OKC want and what Miami are willing to give up. Um, but we'll, I guess we'll stick with OKC, Chris Paul's current team. Uh, and I saw this one on Twitter, Nick. Mm. Picking OKC to be horrible next season or horrible next season is quite the gamble. They're not going to be horrible. I think this is like, this is a fact. Because those for that are picking them to be a bad team. I think that however long Chris Paul stays there will dictate how good they're going to be. But they're starting five. Chris Paul, Shea Gould, Alexander, Andre Robeson, Danilo Gallinari, Steven Adams. And then you've got Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench. You know, a bit more growth from Terrence Ferguson. Don't hate it, mate. I don't hate it at all. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's... Nolan's Noel. It's it, it sort of... Contra- uh, not, so, not so much contradicts because we were talking about the Heat being championship contention. Oklahoma City will still be decent with Chris Paul. Chris, yeah. Chris Paul still is serviceable. He's not championship serviceable. I don't think he's no. championship serviceable, um, which might be a little bit of a hot hot take. But I, I'm keen to see the Chris Paul and Adams Pick partnership. And roll. Yeah, it's going to be sexy. I am super, super keen for that. Like you said, Shea Gilgis-Alexander was a, uh, a very, very interesting prospect yeah. uh, last year. Um, you've still got your your talents, obviously. Like I said, like Gallinari. Gallinari's like underrated, man. Gallinari, Andre Robertson being a tremendous defender. They, I don't think they'll be like bottom three seed. No, I I, don't, I think that people that are writing them off, and I think it's easy to write them off because it's almost like they've become a forgotten storyline. And I think it's part of the reason maybe why I thought I'd bring this one up because we're probably not going to talk about them much next season. Mm-hmm. They don't have Paul George and Russell Westbrook, but Shagulis Alexander is a nice piece. I've always been a Danilo Gallinari stand ever since I started mm-hmm. running OGD <laughs> basketball. And, you know, Steven Adams has, I think I posted this on Facebook, one of the best think- mustaches in the history of the sport. <laughs> that is directly correlates to his level of play. Absolutely. Um, I think there's a lot of, uh, uh, I guess... Uh, skepticism around Steven Adams' ability to play without Russell Westbrook and how he will... Maybe he has to take a little bit more responsibility for his own play. Um, But I think Chris Paul... If we're talking like selfless point guards... Chris Paul is a is a better passing point guard. He's the point guard. Exactly. He's he's like <laughs> he's the quintessential point guard and I think pairing him with David Adams will be really really good. I think Adams will have a similar if not better season. I uh, a better with, season. With Chris Paul. Um it's just it's it's just more the fact that they lost Paul George as well. Like yeah. they lost the, their team core, Where, and so people are like you lose the core of your team, and then you suddenly have to reinvent yourself, reinvent your image. Yeah, where what is this team? And I think that can that a lot of teams are doing that though. Uh, yeah, but a, that can be the cause for a lot of concern. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a bumpy ride, no doubt, but. Uh, hypothetically, Nick, um, if they were to keep Chris Paul up until the All-Star break, where do you think uh, the OKC uh, will be as a seed at that point of the season around the All-Star break? I'll, I'll go like a, a ninth seed. I reckon they could be as high as a seventh seed and maybe even a sixth. I think the growing pains at the start of the season will um, will hurt them a bit. I reckon they have a strong second half of the season, even if they don't have Chris Paul. Okay. Um, just the chemistry is built of, yeah that's sort of what I'm gunning for fair enough uh, so I mean if I'm going to put a 
figure on it, I'd probably say 11th, 12th. Wow. So you said, you yeah. didn't say bottom three, though. You... They're not by the end of the season. Well, 13th, 14th, 15th. They'll finish 10th. Bottom four. Yeah, they'll finish... They'll, I reckon they'll finish 10th in the uh, in the conference. Yeah, it all depends about Chris Like, Ball, they're not going to be great. They're not going to be great. Yeah. Because they're just going to have games where their lack of skill just eats them eats them alive. I, I disagree, because I think that they have three incredibly skilled players and one very, very well-skilled player who is going to be incredible um, and one of the most underrated drafts uh, acquisitions But I don't think they've class. got anything serviceable beyond that. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean what, that, their that, bench? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, your, I'm bench, not... your bench Your bench helps you out maybe yeah, two games. Yeah, I get that. But like, I don't hate Dennis Schroeder. Um, I don't hate Nerland Zowell and I don't hate Terrence Ferguson. I think that you've got a solid eight... I don't like Nerland Zowell. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I, I'm a fan, but um, <laughs> that's just... Everyone's got the players that they stand for. Uh, well, when they're in this level of sort of... In this range of skill, you can flip. It's it's easy to flip them. It's like, oh, Noel will be bad. Noel will be serviceable, or Noel be will be good. Yeah, he's a backup big. Like it, it's yeah. I just got. I'm, I'm 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 just keen. This is one of this is one of the teams where I'm just. It's sort of the experiment for me. It's okay. just like, how is this going to work? Yeah, how does it all fit in a team that uh, I think plenty of others will be seeing um, and thinking how it will all work is the Los Angeles Lakers and Nick Anthony Davis will make the Lakers an elite defensive team next season. Yeah, I mean, he was he was on the way to uh, Defensive Player of the Year two, he's se- always, two seasons ago, and if he had played last season, then no doubt. I mean, he's always there. Yeah. Um, it's just his size, his athletic, ath- sheer athleticism. <laughs> Who says that again? <laughs> Roy. <laughs> Such athleticism. Running up and down the pitch. Oh, well. Oh, the IT crowd. Great, um, great show. Yeah, he's just, a, he's a freak of a human. Oh, yeah. Um, And he is, I think he, he said in a quote, did he, that he wanted to... Yeah, I'll give you the quote right yeah, now, yeah. my friend. I want to be Defensive Player of the Year. Mm. I think if I'm able to do that, I can help this team win. The offensive end will come around, but defensively, I want to hold myself, teammates, including LeBron, accountable in order for us to take on the challenge of being the best we can defensively. In doing so, we'll have a good chance of winning every night. I want to make sure me and LeBron are on the all-defensive team. It's focused, baby. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Focus. He's got to play a little bit of five if he wants to win Defensive Player of the Year, in my eyes. He can't have he'll Dwight play, Howard. He'll, I think he'll play five. I mean, it depends on, on the court, I guess. Yeah. He, he might be... Um, like a four help help defense on drive because right. you can get a lot of a lot of blocks on the help on the help D. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's it, it's it's in crunch time where you want to see him play in the five, and, sure. and that's a discussion that everyone else has had. But for the record, last season the Lakers weren't too bad of a defensive team, finishing twelfth. Um, if I was to give you your crystal balling it right now, my friend, I'll give my prediction as well. Where do you think the Lakers finish on the defensive end? in 2019-20. I think they've got some okay defensive talent, uh, but it, it, it's all how it works together. You know, I like Jared Dudley. I like LeBron when he's engaged. I like JaVale McGee-ish. I mean, I think of the... Danny Green's good. It's it's this sort of bad stigma that LA have at the moment because I think of the Lakers and you don't... Doesn't scream defense. It does not. Not in previous uh, teams, but, you know, new, co- new coach. Frank Vogel, um, defensive identity. Exactly, yeah. uh, Vogel. Um, you've obviously picked up some elite... Who can be elite? LeBron can be elite defensively. Danny Green's a good defender. Danny Green, he's good most of the time. Anthony Davis, obviously, like Dud- Bradley. As, as shit as Dudley might hey, seem, do not besmirch. Hey, Dudley. he was a wizard too. He will try his absolute guts out. He was like, and t- that's ninety percent of defense is effort. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, athletic and your general acumen and capabilities. Sure. But he was incredible for us in the Philadelphia series in terms of playing like some small ball five. Um, so prediction? They were 12th <sighs> last year. Are they I better? I, 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 I'm hesitant to put them top five. I, I'm not going to put a top... I'm putting, I'm putting them like ninth. I, I don't... Oh, I, I, I'm... I give it a more credit. I was thinking like sixth, seventh. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I think they'll be good. Not yeah. best in the league. Ninth but is like, like okay. Denver Nuggets finished ninth in defensive rating last year. Um, the Orlando Magic finished eighth. I think that they're gonna. Do you think they'll be a better defensive team or offensive team? Ooh, yeah. I think mm. that's probably the like. I think that they'll be a better. Uh, they don't have a lot of playmaking, but they've got some shooters. Um, I think they'll be a bit better defensive team. I think they'll be an eighth defensive rating team and like a, an eleventh offensive rating I, team. I, I appreciate all the words that Anthony Davis is saying that he wants to get LeBron and himself on the all defensive team. He wants to be defensive player of the year. Yeah. But I think when it comes down to it, the offense will dictate more heavily, and he will give more effort on offense to get those to get those get those buckets. Yep. Then he will defensively. I think just the identity of of how Le, like LeBron, because LeBron will sort of control game day stuff. Yeah, I think a lot more because LeBron has said that the offense will run through Davis. Yeah, and I think LeBron is going to ask a lot offensively of Anthony Davis. It's funny because I had that that was I've had this on my like notes for a while. How and I was going to put it in as a topic eventually, but it's probably better to speak about it now because you brought it up hmm. uh, organically. Do you believe LeBron when he says that? Like he's going to see like I I do. I I do to I an do. extent as well, but like uh, for me the the point that I was going to have was we can only action speak louder than words. Sure. I mean we're not going to so know like, until the season starts. LeBron is an alpha. Like he is he's an alpha and the omega. Whereas now he's got an omega mm-hmm. or an alpha whatever and he's going to have to be one of those and they're going to have to work in synergy. Um you know, I think he's said that he wants you know Anthony Davis to be the MVP. Mm. You know, I think that it's going to be hard because I think both of those guys could be an MVP contender. It'll it's be bra- interesting. It's the, it's the Brownlow conundrum all over, mate. They steal Tim, votes from each Tim other. Tim Kelly, Patrick Dangerfield, you know, Lockie Hunter and um, Bont uh, and, and the Bont rest. Pelly. But, Nick, I lied and said that we didn't have a video uh, and some sound <laughs> for you. Uh, but this one relates to Ben Simmons. You're entering now your third season in the NBA, fourth overall. What has been... For you, your biggest obstacle to overcome, and what area of improvement do you think you still have to achieve? For me, I feel like this is something I fell in love with the game again. So uh, that's I kinda, huge. Yeah, Explain I, that. I kind of got back to who I was and having fun with the game. I felt like um, past season I kind of lost that enjoyment side of it, um, but I feel like this summer has been huge for me. Um, just the work I've been putting in, I kind of fell in love with putting that work in again, um, and I've been in the gym every day working. It's, it's also been paying off, so I'm excited for the season stuff. Ben, we saw those videos, man. <laughs> and listen, I've covered sports in Philly for 20 years. I do radio shows where I can talk for four hours, right? And if I don't have a conversation going, all I got to say is three words, Ben Simmons, jump shot. Those phone lines are lit up. <laughs> so I, I, I know you're out there, you're putting in that work. How comfortable are you now entering the season with that shot? I'm comfortable. I'm ready to play. I'm ready to be who I am as a player. Jackie boy, Ben Simmons is going to surprise people this year. It's a quote from Jackie McMullen. Yeah, so she was on Do the pod. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I think he will. Um, I don't I don't think he's going to shoot the lights out for three, but Brett Brown uh, in some recent media appearances was sort of saying that 
They're going to give Ben Simmons the, the room to grow in that sort mm. of area. He's not going to just be in the dunker spot like he was in last year's playoffs. They're going to give him that room to, to make mistakes and to grow. Um, obviously, it's going to be up and down. No, I, I think that it, it, the, the key thing for me there is that Ben Simmons going into like what his third or fourth season um, is now starting to fall in love with the game again. And he's still, before that, probably a top 25, top 30 player in the league. Um, if he starts to put things together, he can be an MVP in this league. He can be the best player in this league. Um, yes, Giannis will have something to say about that. But um, I think he's going to surprise some people in a lot of different ways. I think mainly uh, it'll be that offensive end. I think the, uh, like, I mean, like you said, I completely agree with the whole, um, he's falling in love with the game again. It's, uh, and that's a scary thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, imagine not enjoying something you're just incredibly good at mm. and still being incredibly dominant. Not like to the point where it's like you're LeBron James, Giannis, or James Harden, but you are still one of the best players in the game. You are an elite, elite, all, you know, NBA level caliber player. And that new, that newfound motivation can yeah. only work wonders for him. Oh, mot- and not even motivation, just like comfort level. He just mm. is enjoying it. And when you're enjoying something, you generally do it better. Like, we may not do this pod very well, but we enjoy it. So maybe that sort of reflects in. I, don't I mean, know. imagine how bad it would be if we didn't. Oh enjoy my it, God, it we? would be the worst thing ever, it and would. we would not have lasted three years. That's what your anniversary was the other day, by the way, guys. So oh, for those who are listening, cute. we've somehow lasted three years. Thank you. Cute, cute, cute. Uh, yeah, Simmons is going to be. Um, I mean, he could have had this moment of self discovery at the FIBA World Cup. Thank you, uh, Benjamin. Um, <laughs> Benjamin. What do you say now? <laughs> Actually, don't know. I mean, I assume when he's birth certificate, it's Ben. But I wonder. I'm, 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 I'm sure Basketball Reference has something. Yeah, All right, I'll. You that. keep talking about Benjamin. Um, but yeah, big, big Ben. He's not. A, he's not British. It doesn't work well. No. Uh, yeah, he is. I mean, we like Benjamin like said, David we, Simmons. Ben. It is Benjamin. There you go. Oh, there you go. Because I knew a Ben whose name was Bernard. Bernard. Ben, no, it was Bernard. What an idiot. <laughs> He was a good bloke. <laughs> his, okay, his parents were his parents were were silly. Yeah, I mean, my I name's was... Jacques. What am I talking about? Yeah, Jacques with a Q. Yeah. What names have Q in them? Um, Quincy. Quincy Acey. Boom. And an NBA player. <laughs> Speaking of Quincy Acey. Yeah. No, this segue is not. Well, like happen. Ben Simmons can't shoot threes. Quincy Acey tried to shoot them, and he wasn't that great. <laughs> um, funnily enough, yeah, he was like in my first season of like dissecting the Brooklyn Buzz, and he was a whipping boy. But yeah, over under Nick. Before we move on to some Golden State mm-hmm. talk, uh, Ben Simmons hitting five threes this season. Over, over. I'm okay. taking the over on that. I thought you were going to go a per game sort of stat. No, he's not going to hit one per game. Like Aaron Baines, like took like two per game. Will he fit. take one per game? That's a good. That's a good point. Uh yeah. Ooh. What if he's like five of eighty-two? I, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I reckon he'll he'll get to one per game. Okay, that's fair. And what you think he'll hit? Thirty is even high. Twenty-five. Twenty-five of eighty-two 25%? is like. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not. But like, do you know, if you're shooting. Will he shoot better than, say, like, Joel Embiid did from three? And I don't think he will. And Joel Embiid, I think, shot, like, 31% from there. So, I mean, I think it's so hard to forecast because we haven't seen it. Mm. We've only seen it in open gym sessions. Yeah, that's Maybe right. Maybe we'll, we'll revisit this one. But uh, I'm, I'm gunning for one a game. The efficiency is... Who knows? We'll wait and see. Yeah. But, 
if we can get one per game, that's a good solid base. A team we can uh, only grow from there. Essentially, uh, yeah, very good point. A team that hasn't really had much trouble in uh, that facet of the game, Nicholas, is the Golden State Warriors. Swagway, mate, uh, getting better. Oh, I've been good at this. Uh, three years it's taken me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Nick, via Zach Lowe, the Golden State Warriors depth could prevent them from reaching the postseason. Hmm. You always, I mean, the Warriors have had. You some, always hmm, and, yeah, mm-hmm, and it doesn't. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't really make for great. Mm-hmm. Don't all right. Yes. Right into the microphone. Don't give me sexy NPR <laughs> shit. All right, I don't want to be aroused right now. Um, I I think the Golden State. I think the Warriors' depth have has been a subject of bashing for too long. A few years now. Oh, but the, the, their peak because they they had insane. Sure, depth. That, yeah, because it was after that they got rid of everyone to yeah. get to get i mean they Bogey, got Durant, but, like, but when they when they got Duran, they lost they lost that year yeah their depth started waning and then yeah. everyone i remember one of our first seasons i think it might have been our second season yeah um they their first game they opened with um against san antonio and they got smashed yeah. because they because san antonio's bench destroyed, destroyed them. them yeah um, and I remember bringing light to that when I was the stats man. You are and the I stats. Had the over under of the bench and the stats um, man. yeah. I'm a stats uh, man. I remember I remember that vividly, and I think I think their bench has been a subject of yeah of of hate for a while. Yeah, and it really they can get production from the weirdest of people. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna get some have to get production for some weird people this season, Nick. Because, I mean, their starting three position is who knows. I mean, Glenn Robinson the third or Alfonso McKinney. I mean, yeah, Steph, D'Angelo, Draymond, Kevon Looney. But when we get to the bench, Jacob Evans, Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson the third, Amari Spellman, and Willie Cauley Stein. Um, it's a, a murderer's row of misfits. I've been playing with them on 2K, and it is an absolute <laughs> hassle to score without Steph out there. You just can't. Like, you literally can't. And also, Chaz has the setting one level too high in the difficulty, which is making it very incredibly difficult for me because I just don't know how to play with this team. But, I mean, if you're looking, every sort of team has, like, a, a really good sort of six-man or at least, some, or at least if not, capable enough depth that sort of, like, three guys make up for not having, like, this gunner off the bench. Like, you know, not every team has a Lou Will, a Montrezl Harrell, a Spencer Dinwiddie. DeWantis Sabonis when he was coming off the bench. Um, uh, Jeff Green when he was coming off the bench last season. He was really good. Um, But yeah, their depth is... uh, It's putrid, mate. And I think... I'm not going to say it's going to prevent them from coming... uh, From from missing the postseason because I think... And Steve Kerr said this on the podcast that he... The, the thing that's going to be most difficult for him is, you know, he, he's always liked to manage his players' minutes. Like Steph with about 32 or so, 33. But he's going to be tempted to give him those 34-minute games. And then how is that going to affect his health when we know Steph always misses a couple of games? They have D'Angelo now. They're going to have to stack of those minutes, I think, which is probably going to be the smartest way of doing it. Um, you know, Kavon Looney and Draymond Green have always missed a couple of games here or there. I'm worried about their depth. But I don't think it's going to prevent them from missing the postseason. So I'm going to go with Twitter fact because it could. And I think if they do, it's going to be that reason. If they have one injury, they are screwed. You listen here. You listen here, mate. What? You'll you'll be hearing more and more about Eric Pascal. 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 You kind of don't even know. His it's Pascal. Hey, they picked up Marquise Chris recently. But, but this is but this is what I'm saying. Javale McGee three years ago was an absolute freaking joke of yeah. a player. Literally, he was at the butt end of every Shaq in a fall. He was. 
And now he is a very respected center in this league, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, they can get... Golden State can get production out of, like I said, very, very strange places. We and you shall might, see. Damian Lee might be a household name halfway through. I mean... I don't think Dam- Damian Lee's not... I don't think he's even on the Warriors anymore. I I think I'm just looking at this depth chart. Look, and I see Jacob Evans twice. Well, that's <laughs> because of its different positions. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Jacob Evans was their, I, I, was their I pick still, from last I year. I still think that... I don't even think their bench will be the worst in the league. Like... Yeah, well, like you've it, it, when you look to like you guys and Charlotte. Well, I mean, our st- their bench team will probably be better than our starting team. <laughs> um, but this is what I mean. Like, pr- it won't prevent them to, from making the playoffs because it okay. won't be so it's alternative that fact. bad. It's It'll alternative. be it's alternative. Fact. All right, so fair enough. That is fair, just, fair, son. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a tremendous organization. Never discount a player's ability playing in an amazing uh, city. An amazing organization. Speaking of San Antonio, Nicholas. Mm -hmm. Segways. You're doing it for me, mate. I appreciate it. You're getting me there. You're getting me there. Uh, Justin Verrier, San Antonio has a better roster heading into this season than compared to 2018-19, Nicholas. Mm. Um, Now, I put the link to both teams. So I'll go through the names from 2018-19. And obviously, there's going to be some crossovers. But we have LaMarcus Aldridge, Marco Bellinelli, Davis Batans, who is now a Washington Wizard. Mm. Uh, Dante Cunningham. Looking forward to that, buddy. <laughs> Year of Berta. Your best three-point shooter. <laughs> uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Bryn Forbes, Pau Gasol, Rudy Gay, Paddy Mills, uh, Jakob Pertl, uh, Lonnie Walker, and Derek White. Whereas, heading into the 2019-20 season, we have LaMarcus Aldridge. Deman- DeJounte Murray is yeah, back. Yeah, DeJounte Murray. That, mm. I think, alone, we'll, we'll definitely discuss it a little bit. DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, Derek White, Paddy Mills, Lonnie Walker, Marco Bellinelli, Bryn Forbes, Lucas Samanich. I don't mind that bloke. Uh, he's Damari Carroll. I'm a big fan of. You know that, mm-hmm. Nicholas. Uh, Rudy Gay. Uh, Trey Lyles is a nice pickup as well. Is this team better than the 2018-19 team? I think the most uh, depressing thing of in looking at this because yeah. the basketball reference links that you've given me yes. also have their birth date yes and, and I'm seeing old? a lot of old young no I'm seeing like younger than me alright and that makes me incredibly sad I mean, Nick, you 1998 get, you get used to that look at it you, you get used to it like, <laughs> I'm an old man once Jack. you're 28 29 years old you get used to that oh well I'm not the same age as these players anymore you always compare yourself to like the players that are getting drafted and it's like now I'm like you know DeMar Rosen's age am I DeMar Rosen? no he's a year older than me yes Good. Um, but I think that if we just look purely, plainly and simply, I, I touched on it seconds ago, it's DeJounte Murray. How healthy is he going to be heading into the next season? And I think he will elevate them. And if they can somehow find some minutes for Lonnie Walker, who was a, a bit of a stud at um, the Summer League, mm. though he barely passed the ball. Uh, and I'm a massive fan of Damari Carroll. He seems to be the quintessential San Antonio Spur. Um, they love their sort of rangy wings who can play some defense, who can shoot from threes. He's going to fit perfectly in their system. So those guys, uh, and I mean, if we're comparing the 2018-19, there's a lot of other players that we sort of touched on that you know don't really add any value. Whereas I think that... And it's weird because I also think that because so many other teams got better that the Spurs might miss the playoffs. But mm. we're purely focusing on the take of comparing last season to this season. Is it a fact for you, Nick? Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Why? You've, you've, the same reasons that I have I convinced you? Convince me. Plus, yeah. I think Paddy Mills will be better this season. Yeah, buddy. It's the resurgence of Paddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Six man of the year for Paddy Mills. Put your house on it, ladies and, and gentlemen. I'm sorry, I just want to bring to light one name. Do it for me. Quindery. Is it Quindery? Quindery Weatherspoon. That is it. 
amazing name. Two-way contract. I mean, you got to <laughs> you got to get that bloke on a on, on a G League contract so we can at least see a couple of games. Maybe get him on Will a ten-day. Will he be up. the new Jonathan Simmons? Uh, for, uh, for Quindley Weatherspoon. <laughs> Nick's called it early, ladies and gentlemen. His hot takes are, are brewing, are brewing. Uh, Nick, we'll get to uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and this is via the Hardwood Knox podcast. Andrew Wiggins will have a breakout season in 20... 20- I didn't even get... <laughs> no. You didn't even you need didn't... me to finish? No, it's just... Those that are still holding out hope for Andrew Wiggins need to stop. Well, like, breakout season, I mean, it's how do you... Oh, know? okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> Let's bring out the philosophical meaning of breakout season. He's not going to be good. Okay. He's not... But he's not good at the moment, so... <laughs> I'm bringing up his stats. <laughs> Do it. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll spiel about him a little bit. I mean, Andrew Wiggins has to get better, doesn't he? <laughs> doesn't he? Can he, though? Doesn't he? He's, like, seventh year in the league. Um, yeah, he's, I think, going into his age 25 season. Two, six. Three, four, five. Six. So, so you, you were six close. Year, six year. And, I mean, look, his scoring's good. Like, he's scoring, like, 18 points a game, and um, his free throw percentage isn't great. He well, needs to shoot. goal percentage, mate. That is just... If I was taking 40 shots a game, I could probably score as well. Oh my god, his effective field goal percentage is 46.1. That's disgusting. Like the uh, for 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 those that don't know, the average is around 53 to 55. And if you're around if you're at 50, you're bad. If you're at 46, you're bad. <laughs> like he's taking 17 shots a game. He's shooting like he's the number one or two. That needs to, those 17 shots into all go to Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Just give him like Carl Anthony Towns 30 shots because I'm... <sighs> I'm guessing Carl. Look it up this from the look this up for me. I'm guessing Carl Anthony Towns effective field goal percentage is like 58. Look it up. It's because... quite it, before I before do I do this. Yeah, yeah. It's quite funny looking at the. Um, Obviously, the nicknames for for Andrew Wiggins were created when he was drafted. Yeah, let's rattle off a few, shall of we? Of course, we shall. Maple Jordan. Yep. Jo- Junior Jordan. Junior Jordan. The prospect, <laughs> Mister Fantastic. Wiggs is. We'll just keep him as Wiggs. That's his. That that has to be his all of now. those now are uh, not a thing except for Wiggs. Wiggs is still a We'll thing. keep him as Wiggs. All right, um, while I, I should be a little bit more about Wiggs, look up for me Cat's effective field goal percentage because mm-hmm. 46, it, it, it's disgusting. And I mean, he has to, <laughs> there are so many, and there's been some video of Andrew Wiggins. On, I mean, everyone buys into the video. We were speaking about Ben Simmons earlier. I think he's going to have the best season of his career, but that's relatively speaking, relatively speaking, Nicholas. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I love your size. They, um, they, 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 fuel, they fuel me. Um, 57. So that's very good. For Carl Anthony Towns. That's very good. And yes. I mean, obviously, because he shoots incredibly well from three, yeah. incredibly well from the field, and he's a good free throw shooter. Um, I mean, Andrew Wiggins, who knows where he'll be next season. I mean, if you're... He's got one of the worst contracts in the league. You know, He promised that he'd play defense. He promised that he'd try hard to the owner, and the owner gave him a, a, a max extension. Um, now he's got his money. He doesn't really have any motivation to sort of do, but maybe the, the naysayers will, will give him some fuel to fire, but... Uh, defending on uh, he ain't broken out or he, he's he, he's he's broken he's broken already. he's he's broke it's it's this is his fixing season is, <laughs> is he is he fixed uh yeah uh, fair i point. mean his if you like if you looked at it on the surface 18 points a game if you just looked at a player that was averaging 18 points a game you'd be like they're not that bad yeah yeah for sure like that that's that's a pretty good points per game it's just he's getting so many opportunities to score He's not getting... I mean, what did he average? Five? Five free throws last year? Four. Four. Four free throws last year. And he has incredible athleticism. That's 
gross. It's not young. Not only that, but he only made seventy percent of them. Yeah, he's... like which is up, which is up on his career. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, it's down on his career. It was, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, he was a seventy percent free throw shooter last year. That strikes me as something that he needs to fix. And that's one way to fix your effective field goal percentage. Like 100%. And I spoke about this about Karis LeVert on the Brooklyn Buzz player preview. Um, that's one way. You know, he shouldn't be shooting less from the free throw line than Jared Allen. But uh, Nick, speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, mm. give me that Brooklyn Bits music. Uh, woo, 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 woo. Um, <laughs> can I skip through the woos, mate? <laughs> I wanted to request a song from Iris tonight. You're doing a one-hour set. Yep. Give me uh, just the Brooklyn bits. Just give me the riff. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You, yep. You're the guitar. You, well, you play the guitar I mean, occasionally. I, yeah, occasionally. Can Which you can spot? you give it for me? Well, like, or you, when you're like doing oh, a sound man, check, that'd be hard. Do I you, don't even. I wouldn't know how to play. I'd have to look it up. All right, look I it mean, up. I'd have to look up this royalty-free song <laughs> in which there is no way anyone has ever covered ever. <laughs> I'm coming at ten thirty on a Sunday night to watch you play music. This is the least you can do for me, Nick, or at least ask Cramer or Chaz. Um, but we we will get to the basketball stuff. Uh, this is why Basel Sports, one of the worst sporting media organisations in the land. Kevin Durant potentially coming back early might be the worst decision in the history of decisions. <sighs> Bait click. This is just the click epitome. bait. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> um, click. I was literally doing it to be facetious. Oh, this I'm is sure, just mate. So stupid. Um, and yet you have clicked on it. I've clicked on the, uh, a retweet. Like it's and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving at media day was like, oh, he's he shouldn't have played, and there was a lot of conjecture about that. Kevin Durant himself has said, you know, it's going to be my decision. Sean Marks has essentially ruled him out for next season, um, but he has, he also left the door mildly ajar. Um, the worst is, I'm not, I, I didn't even dignify um, actually this tweet, the, the article with the click, because it doesn't deserve it. And for a person who is a fervent follower of this Brooklyn Nets team, I trust the judgment of Sean Marks, Kenny Atkinson, the training staff, more than I do uh, the Barstool Sports media team uh, because they used all... I copy and pasted that headline directly. All of them are in capital letters. Like, it wasn't... Maybe it was the headline. (laughs) (laughs) But even if you have a headline, that should be all the thes, all, like, the less important (laughs) words... I of... I do a lot of uploading and editing for OGGBasketball.com, so I know what a header should look like. And Barstool Sports, just, uh, you know, maybe you need some new editors. Up uh, your game, Barstool Sports. Yes, but they need to up, up their game in, in, a, in a lot of ways. But, but Nick, is this the worst decision in the history of decisions? It, I mean, it. if you're forcing him to play on an injured Achilles, What's... then yes. But if he's come back, then he's, he's not injured anymore. Like, it, it, that's... It doesn't make sense. So, That's a fair like, point. what what does coming back early mean? Yeah. If he's fit to play, yeah, playoffs for example, then he's been cleared to play. Medically. That's not coming. That's not. That's not coming back early. That's no. like me. I sprained my ankle. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you know, it's it's feeling pretty good. Um, doctor says I'm I'm good to play basketball again. Is that coming back early? That's not coming back early. Yeah. That's coming back after it's healed. Yeah. <laughs> um, Barstool Sports need uh, some of your wisdom, I reckon, Nicholas. Uh, uh, it's, yeah. Get into the writing game. I reckon Barstool Sports could use you. OGGBasketball.com <laughs> could use you as well, mate. I am definitely... My writing quality is definitely that of Barstool Sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, but I had to get some Brooklyn bits in there. Uh, and we will be discussing a Wizards player in DBS. DBS? DBS. Oh, DBS. DBS. Right. DBS. 
TBS. That's all. Drop. You threw me off. Steven, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Bench. No, God, please, no, no. Start. All right, that's more like it. This is TBS. Yes, this is DBS. I thought it's not Wizard Woes. You threw me off there. I wasn't ready with the music. That is my fault. Uh, DBS stands for Drop Bench Start, mate. You got a bit of heat. Uh, I got on... so much heat. <laughs> got a got a bit of heat. We posted this one on Facebook. Yep. Uh, during the week, so our DBS this week is Victor Oladipo, Bradley Beal, and Jimothy Butler. <laughs> I like that. It's Jimothy now. <laughs> and it's a basketball reference. Basketball reference, you've got to be listening to this one, surely. Uh, Wiggs and Jimothy Butler. That's uh, it. Uh, so... Can we go through what, peop- what people I, said to me before we go through our decisions? Well, I, I, we, we did, like, we did one by one. So we both announced our drop. We both announced our bench. Yeah. I think you announce your DBS and then, then tell me what you did and then I'll announce my DBS. Okay, so my DBS was posted on Facebook. I started Jimmy Butler. I benched Bradley Beal. And I cut Oladipo. And I even put you a bar- dropped Oladipo. Oh, shush, shush. What are you doing, <laughs> you idiot? <laughs> oh, freaking hell. Uh, even Louise yeah. thinks so. I think Louise might have been one of the commenters. Um, <laughs> but literally, my byline, my little sentence explanation underneath was literally: with Oladipo healthy, Oladipo healthy, it becomes a much harder conversation. Yeah, but they don't read that. They look at the picture. <laughs> People just look at the picture, mate. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear lord. Um, so am I going to the comments now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so let's go to some 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 measured ones. Uh, thank you to uh, Matthew Kirk who gave his. He started Beal. He benched Depot until healthy. Thank you, yeah, and he cut Butler. Um, fair, fair, fair. He started Beal. Yeah, I don't know, but he, Ooh, maybe a, he's a Wizards Woes fan. That's a strange one. Yeah. Uh, Matt Fulton told me cut Vic. Poof, dude's <laughs> a baller, and his singing is that of an angel. He's singing is out of an angel. He is a very smooth singer. Is and he? if you have, just, he's got an album. I've, I don't think I've heard him sing. By God, he's got some baby making music, my Ooh, friend. Nice. Uh, but this is where I really got the heat. <laughs> Here we go. From uh, from Hados. Brent Hayden. Uh, cut Oladipo. Seriously, are you high? <laughs> Lol, you probably aren't familiar with the paces like a lot of people are. Okay, now. Here we go. One. You attack him without him <laughs> being able to defend himself. Go, Jake. For the I, neck. Uh, go for the throat. Okay, so I will just go with what I said initially. I said El Depot Healthy would move move him up to being benched. The form he showed previously before injury would have ha- would have him almost starting. It's just hard to forecast what he'll be like when he returns. And then I got reactionary. You know the reactions that you get? So I got one like, and I got three laughs. Three laughs. I'm just like, okay, what? I'm being measured and clear and somewhat concise. This is the internet, Jack. This is the internet. Yeah, it's literally the internet. Um, So, and then after that, uh, Zane Evan Elliott Boner um, said, well, according to Vic, he's taken it slow and he said he wants to come back and be better than he was and I have no doubt he will do that. I have no doubt he probably will as well. There is no timetable on his return. That has been reported, though the Indiana Pacers are cautiously optimistic about him getting back to his full health. Yeah, I- I'm cautiously optimistic as well, but I don't... It's <laughs> Optimism doesn't mean... It's not fact yet. Um... And then Nick Jones said, "I'd rather I'd take Victor starting unhealthy than either one of the other two. Okay, <laughs> he, I, I, so he's actually not playing. So you'd rather have an inactive player ahead of two top twenty-ish players in the NBA. We're gonna ha- we'll have them in the top two 20. all stars, two though. all stars, like- all NBA players. Bradley Bill was still third star, all third team, all NBA." Um, 
so uh, and then Hados finishes off. Uh, Victor Healthy would be a starter already, but he should be a starter. He's been healthy most of his career. Yes, but I'm basing it purely off now. Um, and, and this is this is where the this is where DBS can be a little bit the subjectivity of because it all. Because if I'm taking if I'm taking those three, if I'm taking those three maybe a year ago, before, if I'm taking those three before. Um, before Oladipo gets injured, yeah. my DBS probably looks like Depot, Butler, Beal. Yeah. But if I'm taking the their peak of their powers, I'm taking Butler. I'm taking Butler. Yeah. Depot, Beal. Unfortunately, yeah. Beal gets shafted in every in every multiverse situation. It, it's, here. it's funny though because like we talk about like you know sometimes we just speak about fit on a team mm. as as a fit. Bradley Beal would fit best on all teams because sure. of his skill set. Yep. Um, but there's very a couple. Very adaptable. Very, very adaptable. Very malleable. I like mm. malleable as a word. Mm. Uh, but there's a couple more comments there I've got to get to. <laughs> some measured, some not so much. Uh, Jared Byers. Hurt or not, Vic is never left off the list. His D is way more than Beal. Jimmy can't shoot like Vic either. Mm. Um, Jimmy Butler's a better defender than Victor Oladipo. But yes, I agree but with the, the shooting. shooting. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, but Jimmy Butler has hit some big threes in his career, including against my Brooklyn Nets. Yes. Uh, and we got Chase Hessler. Cut, Vic. What in God's name are you smoking? Um, I don't... So we got a lot of hate. I mean, we love the hate. Oh, I we appreciate the activity on the posts. And DBS, we created DBS. We're going to do this consistently it, now. We created DBS specifically for this. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my DBS Ron Anderson is... would also take an injured Victor Oladipo over Beal and Brad... <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> uh, what? Are, okay. What, what's wrong with Bradley Beal and Jimmy Butler? Like, what? What is? What, maybe these people. The hate? Just, maybe these are just all Indiana fans. I understand. I understand the hatred to Butler, but yeah. like, don't look at me as a person. Yeah. Look at me as a player because yeah. he is a great player. Yeah. As proven in every organization he's ever been in. Essentially. Um. So I'm starting Butler. Yep. Uh, because Oladipo's injured, I'm benching Oladipo. Because you think he'll get back? Because he, he will get back and he okay. will be... Fair enough. He is a... If I'm just... Like, if I'm looking at reputation, I guess... He's an alpha. Uh, He's a 1A guy. Depo is a better player than Bradley Beal. And unfortunately, Beal, you're my boy. My wizards. But you're on the... You're, you're, you're getting dropped. You're not you're getting... Cut, you're you, don't, you don't have any Bradley Beal merch, do you? I... Maybe I think I've got two wall jerseys. Yeah, so you gotta get some Bradley Beal. What a waste! Maybe just invest in some Ruby Hachimura stuff. Because yeah. if you're dropping Beal, then I'm sure Tommy Shepard will as well <laughs> at some stage. A uh, couple more comments, Nick. Jared Byers, Vic start, Jimmy bench, cut Beal. So similar to you. Uh, and then one of my favorite ones, uh, Ryan uh, Bazan or Bazan. Sorry if I'm getting any of your names wrong, guys. LMFAO, cut Oladipo? Question mark exclamation point. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I, I think the message message received, Jack. I, it was plain you are an idiot. <laughs> and I mean, in terms of my knowledge of the Pacers, of course my knowledge of the Pacers is limited in comparison to the Brooklyn Nets and a team that I do a specific podcast about, but I also have uh, a really good friend for OGBasketball.com. Well, I was going to say, I'd be curious to know what Corey thinks about this DBS. I'll have to ask him. I'll have to ask him because I'll be jumping on a pond with him during the week. Mm. Um, and yeah, and he has, and he provides me with so much incredible paces knowledge that I feel like I'm a more knowledgeable paces um, you know objective observer than apparently not Jack clearly not apparently not I need to <laughs> fuck out of here um, and sorry for the swearing ladies and gentlemen but uh, it was a fun one and and look I, I, I joke but this was this was awesome and, and I'm glad that I could shout out all you guys comments and for those that um, you know if you want to get involved all you gotta do is comment on that on the DBS I'm gonna have 
probably one going for next week, and I'm going to keep an eye on Instagram. And if you do want us to do any DBSs, mm-hmm. uh, com. jump in the, the messages on Facebook. We do check those ones out uh, at the JMN JBT. Don't worry about uh, Nick on Twitter. He's <laughs> probably down to like 45 followers. Yeah, we didn't even check this week. It's, no, it's, not, it's, become, it's, it's not. It's not a meme anymore. It's it's pointless. <laughs> it's just sad. You're, it, it's like the big big sound. It's over, mate. Oh. It's that was a great. It was a great build up. It was a fun life. 48 hours. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and this has been a fun 48 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, that's a good segue. Yeah. Uh, all right, that just about does it for another week. So we just like to say thank you for tuning in to Just Ball Things and for commenting on those DBS. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, you can catch us on the Nothing But Net Dash Radio channel. As always, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Blog Talk Radio, wherever it is you listen to your podcasts except for Spotify. Uh, do us a solid and leave us a rating and review as well. Helps us out a bunch. Uh, remember, we, we did actually get some new, um, relatively new uh reviews oh, i think it was on apple i think it was on apple you sh- you showed me them maybe it was two weeks ago all oh, right it was within the last month and we missed them so we appreciate we appreciate oh, that you. yes thank you very much i might have been on google play as well i think cool. the different um Platforms. the different reviews yeah, yeah. uh but yes wherever you listen to it rating and review helps us out heaps helps other people find it to uh contribute to the dbs uh remember it's you guys that make the show great so we appreciate any and every post heading our way so until next week keep all the superstars <laughs>